Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Elizabeth DeMarais. Uh, you can find her at elizabethdemarais.com. She's a magnetic media presence coach. She's a speaker. She's an international bestselling author. Now, Elizabeth teaches professionals and entrepreneurs how to activate your most powerful magnetic it factor presence that will not only project confidence, but also charisma and connection with the people you interact with on stage, in interviews, and even on your sales calls. If you want to get better at sales, Startup Nation, listen up. Elizabeth's about to tell you how. She believes that to stand out in your industry and create more market appeal, you have to become more than an expert. You must become a captivating performer. She teaches you how to flip what she calls the switch, which allows you to transform into the best version of yourself with your own signature personal presence that magnetizes your audience in any setting and situation upon command. No longer are you going to feel insecure in front of the camera, on stage, or in the boardroom or be the one who keeps getting overlooked for promotions, but rather feel in alignment and in your power when presenting yourself, your message, your passion to those you desire to impact. She's also the creator of the Video Glam Cam Kit line of products that help you stand out in video. These products have helped many professionals expand their businesses online and made appearances at the Emmy Awards, the Rachel Ray Show, Today Show, and other media as well. Elizabeth, welcome to your first 100K top 100 podcast on iTunes in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? I will. Hello, Joseph, and hello to all of those of you who are watching. And uh, I want to first say thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to speak with you and to share and to learn from you and your audience. Um, really short story from all of that, or you know, the really nitty gritty is that I help people transform their lives by developing their own magnetic personal or personal presence. Uh, because when you do that, you're able to really access your gifts, your talents, what you want to express in the world, what God has placed in your heart to do. And a byproduct of that then is more money, more health, more love, more impact in the world. And so I use this as a transformational tool and, and I love it. It's I'm a former professional dancer and uh, toured throughout Europe and, and the States. And so I use what I taught professional performers, how to connect and how to engage an audience. And now I put it into the world of entrepreneurship and corporate America. I'm also, I also live in Dallas. I've got two girls, uh, a 17 year old and an 11 year old. I always have to think 
Cause then you have an, you have a new baby and as she grows, you're going to go, okay, what, how old is she today? <laughs> Cause maybe you just had a birthday. Um, but we live here in Dallas. We built our house and, and with my husband and now we're here. So awesome. Welcome to the show. Thank now you. as a professional dancer, right. Mm -hmm. And a performer for many years now, what made you decide to turn this into a coaching business rather than keep following that success train? Mm -hmm. Great question. The, the reason was it's an it was an evolution. Uh, when our 17 year old was born, I knew that I wanted to be able to be more at home with our kids. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was still at that point teaching at the, at the university level. And still performing, but realized that in doing so, I would not only be working full time, but as a dancer, be performing in the evenings or rehearsing through the evenings and the after and the, and the afternoons too, but the weekends. And I knew that that, in terms of our priorities for our family, was that was not going to be feasible. So I let dance go a bit, uh, and um, like I said, I wanted to be at home, but I also wanted to be able to make more money. And this is where my entrepreneurial journey started. I started uh, because of my dancing. I knew fitness. I was, I had, I was certified um, and registered as a Pilates instructor. So I utilized that and started um, taking part in what's called here. I don't know if it's still in business because this was 17 years ago, but baby boot camp was like stroller strides where I was able to have my little one even nursing while I was helping other women work out. That then um, evolved into then having my own yoga um, practice for you know, teaching and the Pilates. And then I also then stepped into direct sales in a health and wellness company and, and developed a very large business with that. And with that, I was already starting to do health coaching. I was teaching people how to help have a healthier home and have, uh, have healthier bodies and, you know, with the physical fitness and all. And that then evolved into being an actual health coach. And then that evolved into, wait a second, if I'm going to do this, I need more business uh, training. Like how, how am I going to, how am I supposed to build my business? Uh, because I was taught health coaching. And I knew all everything that I did in the direct sales, but to have my own business, that was a totally different uh, ball game. So then I went into, and I got a, a year long certification in transformational coaching that then had a really strong component of business um, and how to put yourself out there online. And within that, I realized hmm, my niche could be about video. I can help people develop themselves uh, through the medium of video. And because more and more people are getting on video, just like we are right now, but this was before the pandemic. And then I, then I started realizing, wait, let me do a full circle here. It's not just about the technique or, you know, the, the technical side of video of the lighting, the camera, the, the framing and all of that. It really is about your personal presence and how you come across. Cause I could come on, on camera right now and just talk about my, my expertise right now and talk like this. But if I can bring myself forward, if I can be more engaging and if I, as the coach can bring in how I helped professional dancers perform, if I can bring that into this, this arena, I could really help entrepreneurs and professionals develop and grow their businesses and their impact in such a more powerful way. And that's the evolution of how I got here. <laughs> that's awesome. And off camera, we spoke about how you're going through a rebrand right now mm -hmm. with your, your practice here. Mm -hmm. um, and you have a successful practice, right? You're doing six Definitely. figures. Mm -hmm. you're, you're doing well with it, um, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Why the rebrand? What was Why missing before? Um, and, and what is about to happen with when you launch this rebrand? I know you're in the, in motion right now mm -hmm. and that's exciting, right? And I know that cause I'm just coming out of a rebrand myself and literally this past week or two, uh, doing my first like 
out into public with the new branding and, and it's getting great reception, but Fabulous. it's scary as well, right? It's scary. So what was missing that made you want to take the risk of rebranding an already successful business? Say the question again, that what, what, what was missing? Oh, what was missing? Thank uh, you. Yeah. What was when missing? When you asked that question, you... my brain went, and I went, wait, what's the question? What was missing? What was missing was my full presence in my business. Tell me more about that. What I realized is that what I love so much and where my my calling is that God has given me, I was so scared to bring forward. So I was skirting, skirting it and saying, I'm an expert in this, which I am in video and all and transformation. But this one thing that I know I can, where I can really make an impact and what I could just do all day, every day and be so enlivened. I was so scared to, to put it out there because it is so precious to me and is my gift that if I put it out there, what might happen? And, and in saying this, I, I get a little teary because it's still a little like, like, will it be received? Well, will, will, will it make a difference in people's lives? Will it really do what I think it's supposed to do? Because if we keep it to ourselves and keep it in its beautiful little blue Tiffany box or whatever, you know, it's precious little box, it's safe there. And we can kind of live in that world. But if we don't pull it out, we'll never know. But the thing is God placed it in our heart to put out there. And so I would really say in answer to your question, what was missing was my full self in my mm -hmm. business. And so this, I've been wanting to do this forever, but I've been so scared. Startup Nation, I hope Elizabeth's inspiring you the way she's inspiring me right now because she's tapping a, a nerve that's in all of us. And that is playing small, mm -hmm. playing small when you're called for something great. Yes. Definitely. And as you're listening right now, you know, like your heart knows you're called for greatness. Your brain keeps telling you, don't do it. Don't mm -hmm. do it. It equals death. You don't want to be really? rejected. You remember what happened the last time you tried something and you got rejected? Do you really want to go through that again? Mm -hmm. See, these are the lies that our brain constantly shows up with that keep us small. And our heart speaks the truth. I truly believe this. Our heart speaks the truth, right? And Elizabeth's heart is saying, no, this is your calling. Yes, it scares you because it is great. Mm -hmm. And great things are a little scary up front because the reward is going to be so huge on the other side. So Elizabeth, navigate my listener right now who's stuck in that place right? What you mm -hmm. just said, what I just said, just really hit a nerve on them. It, it just resonated, right? Mm -hmm. And, but they don't know how to make that next step, that next jump. How did you do it? How did you take this mindset first? How did you take the step in your mind um, to, I'm in, make that definitive decision? Because without mm -hmm. a definitive decision, we're back and forth procrastinating oh, yeah. all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. How'd mm -hmm. you make the decision um, to really just go for it and, and take whatever's coming? Mm -hmm. It it's taken a lot of moments of frustration. And I just got to that place where I said, enough's enough. Like this is, I, I'm not moving in the, in the, in the capacity or in the speed that I desire to. And I know exactly why I know exactly why it's because I'm sitting on something maybe, you know, in your viewer may, they, they, they just, they just know, but they don't know exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And so it's coming to that place where it's just, no, I, I'm not, I can't do this anymore. I'm not living in full alignment with myself. So you've got to come to that in a sense, like <laughs> come to Jesus moment of enough's enough. You're not yeah. living your full potential and it's time to step out in faith and, and, and get out of that, that comfort zone a little bit. And what you can do is just take a little step, 
develop that courage muscle because then your comfort zone is going to get bigger. So first and foremost is the, I'm done with this. I'm done with being worried about finances or not fulfilling my purpose. I've, I'm tired of, of worrying about just everything and being in this like state of anxiety and then deciding that, wait, I'm called to something bigger and I'm allowed to, it's okay. It's in a sense, it's my right to flourish and to, to be in abundance. God's given me this opportunity to be in abundance and all I'm doing is pushing it away. And mm-hmm. so it's the realizing, it's the deciding and then taking action. And if you still don't know exactly what that is inside of you, that's supposed to come out, sit down and write out, this is something I did uh, last week, I turned 50 and I did this post about, let me reintroduce myself to you, to my audience. And I, p- I wrote down 50 plus one bonus uh, points about my life and about me. And it was such an amazing exercise to do because I did it from the moment I was born until today. And of course, there's so many other things in between, but I really pulled out the, the important things of, you know, when I moved here, what I did here, when I had my first cappuccino in front of the Vienna Opera House, like just simple little things like that, but also life shattering things that had happened in my life as well in terms of, you know, my mom um, experienced severe depression for the first 10 years of my life. So I remember as a nine-year-old on bed in the bed, rocking my mother crying while she was crying, saying, mommy, it's going to be okay. So it's like by walking through all of that, which is really sad, but it was, it's something that has made me who I am. And by walking through that, it reminded me of who I am and where I come from and my, the things that, uh, my strengths, the things that I've overcome, some of my gifts, but what it also did was it reintroduced my, reintroduced me to the, to my, my community and to the world. And I had so many people responding back saying, I had no clue about this, about you and about this and that. And when we are in the middle of living our lives, we just, we've lived it. We just assume that everybody knows about it. People don't, but we also forget. We forget what our, what goodness is inside of us. And so if you are unsure, I would just do it anyway. I mean, I'm pretty sure about what I do. And when I did that exercise, I was like, Whoa, I'm pretty I've lived a really great life One, I'm super blessed. I've been given so many opportunities and yeah, I've overcome a lot, but God's given me so much in my life that I can bring out. So do that exercise for yourself. And then within that, you're going to see some through lines, some connection points that you go, Oh, I forgot that I'm really good at that. Or I forgot that that brought me so much joy. Why did I stop it? Like, for example, for me, why did I stop dancing? I should be performing still. And, you know, and, uh, and I want to get back to it. it's where I feel most connected to God is when I dance. So why am I stopping myself from that? So I would say, realize enough's enough. And then do that exercise of what is it that I can put out into the world? What am I good at? And then the next step is to take that action, whatever that is for the next best step and towards whatever that is you want to do. And then the next step, and then the next step, and the next step, have a big vision, but don't only focus in on that. Otherwise you will never get there. Because you won't know what's right in front of you to take the next step, the next step, the next step. And you'll get overloaded or overwhelmed and stop. Powerful advice, Startup Nation. Really good. Now, I know that was a lot of mindset. That was. That was. And it's good because that's mostly what stops many of us mm-hmm. is our brains. So, mm-hmm. Elizabeth, now navigate us, uh, my listener, into after you get what you're called to and you realize enough is enough. And you're not going to play small anymore. And you're ready to take that next step. What are your top three tips or strategies uh, to monetize that business mm-hmm. and to make your first 100K? Definitely. Well, find out what your, who is your community that's going to benefit from this. 
uh, from whatever you're putting out into the world. So uh, who are these people? And then get to know them really well. Get to know what their problems are, what their, you know, their pain points are. And, and it's going to be a matter of exploration and curiosity. Uh, know that, you know, you may find, create something that whoo, explodes right away, but you don't know how to connect with them, how to speak to them until you know them. You can't, you, don't just pre- guess just because you have yeah. a gift doesn't mean you know exactly what they'll need. So, and that's so part of my branding it? right now. Yeah. How did you do it specifically? Right. To, Cause you're, you're doing six figures already. So mm-hmm. how, how did you go find your people? Cause I hear this all the time from guests and, and sometimes, and I'm not pointing to you, but no, sometimes no, no. Te- guests go into teaching mode, um, but they forget to share how they specifically mm-hmm. did it. Like mm-hmm. what, what specifically did you do? Did you go on Facebook, right? The next day. Yes. And then you thought it was this community and you tried to get through it and it didn't work. And you made this contact and then you got rejected mm-hmm. by these people. Like oh, walk, yeah. us, totally. walk okay. us through okay. that, Definitely. those steps. Okay. Definitely. Well, yes, I, I started a Facebook group and started doing different challenges in there. Uh, like, you know, how to be great on camera, or I did a confidence challenge. And then, um, this we can, we might get into this, uh, for, you know, what my, what, what my path was last year during the, the shutdown and all. Um, but, and cause that when that's when it really went, uh, because I went, oh, okay, that's what they need. And this is who they are now I'm going to the next level. But that first thing was to d- develop that Facebook group and try things out and say, this is what I have to offer, offer it. You know, it was a challenge going into a course on confidence as one of one example. And then I could see, okay, well that worked. That didn't work. Um, did I, did I charge, did I not charge enough? Like I was at that point, I was charging, I think it was like $47 to come into my course. And then if you brought a friend, it was half off. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like it was, I was just, because, but that's also a great tool to then learn is in, yes. in a sense, it's kind of a beta Yes. where you're learning what works and what doesn't without it being this high ticket price. And you go, Ooh, I don't know if I can deliver or not. And I just mm-hmm. charge them nine ninety seven or $2,000 or whatever, 5,000, whatever it might be that, that at least there's that energy exchange. But I also learned like, I'm never going to charge that, <laughs> that low amount again, but that is something that one can do because it's innocence market research. And, but it was tough because I had this big group and not very much money that came in because of it. So they the exact energy exchange. How did you attract the big group? Um, through, um, having, I would go on social media yeah. and say, I'm doing this challenge. It's a five day challenge. Come on into my group. And so I would do Facebook lives. I would do posts. I would connect with different groups that I had been networking with, uh, who I felt were, okay, these people, uh, are the, the type of audience or the type of client that I think I want to serve. Let me attract them. Let me invite them. So it was a lot of messaging and, you know, literally Facebook messaging, but also social media messaging to invite them into the group, offer the, offer the challenge, and then invite them into a course. And through all of that, then I learned, okay, this is not who I want to work with. I don't want to work with people in this industry or at this place in their business because they're, they're not far enough along. So then, because when I do that, then I have to go really to the basics, but I know I'm called to go even deeper, but these people aren't ready for that. So next time around, let me offer another challenge or another workshop where it's these types of people. And then I do the same formula of messaging, Facebook lives and and emails and say, okay, I like this. I like that. This really works. This brought them um, results, but you know, really my ideal client is really in this industry. And then you find that sweet spot. 
and they move from there. So it's just, it's a bunch of trial and error. And in a way that you have to be curious about it, not, well, that flopped. I guess I suck. So I'm going to quit because it's so easy to want to do that. (laughs) But it's really just, you just have to try as trial and error and seeing where you can best serve, but also where you're being called to serve. Cause I think sometimes we can settle Mm. in a way that like, well, I think this is all I can do and what I can bring to the table. So this is the community I can serve. And that's where you like you are, which is great, but maybe you're being called to something even bigger and you're getting stuck here. I remember when I started my coaching business, um, the one I'm in now, and you know, I thought I was called to work with a, a certain demographic, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and I was charging very low, right? Just kind of validating my own process, working yeah. out all the bugs, like you said, and the way I started, they were paying me, you know, to educate me on what yeah. I was doing. I was <laughs> exactly. still creating value, more value than the price because it was so low at the time. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, I started to attract more and more of that demographic. And then I went and gave a talk somewhere at a men's conference and, you know, six guys jumped on a a sales call with me after that conference. And I was like, okay, let's go. And I remember they all had the problems that I could help them with. Like, I remember that they had the pain that I could deliver the solution for, Mm -hmm. but they didn't have the money. Mm -hmm. And man, six in a row. And I was just like, it, and it was beautiful. At first I was frustrated. God, why did you, you called me to work with these guys? Like, why are you doing allowing this? And then I realized, wow, I just confirmed that is not my client. Exactly. That is not who mm-hmm. I want to work with, right? They have to already be doing good in business exactly. and have these pain points. But if they're, if they're worried about finances on top of it all, they're not ready to take on the important things that matter because a lot of those things are intangible. Paying the bills is Mm -hmm, right. So it would take first priority and it would constantly be this friction. So startup nation, I just encourage you wherever you are, do what Elizabeth is saying, really validate your audience and know that the audience that you initially start with may not be the audience you're called to, but, but you do have to pass through that audience in order to find that ideal audience that you're meant to work with. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. Right. And, the, and the thing is too, I, did I, I don't want to interrupt you. Were you? No, no, that okay. was, I'll just complete on this. Yes. I ended up really getting to that level yeah. of, you know, I work with seven and eight figure, you know, business owners and man, it's so much easier. They yeah. pay on time. They don't, there's no headaches and they show up ready to do the work in their life. Exactly. Why? Because they're already trained that way in their business. That's how they became successful. Mm-hmm. And you can live in your flow. You can live in your genius and know that you are making an impact. Whereas right. if you're not in that place, you're like, okay, not, am I good at this? Yes. Am I really doing what I'm supposed to? And, and it goes I'll- back to what you said earlier, showing up authentically yourself. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to do that when I was serving the wrong person. Startup Nation. Mm-hmm. If, if you're feeling that frustration with the people you work with, they're probably not the right people. Look through them. Who's next? Mm-hmm. Find that person where you can be in alignment like Elizabeth is, right? That's why she's doing the rebrand. She's like, hey, these, these, these people are good. They got me to this level, but I'm called to next levels. Exactly. So like, how do I need to message, change my messaging in order to speak to that person? Mm-hmm. It's that. And also understanding that you personally are continually, continually, uh, evolving and getting better at what you're doing and realizing new things about yourself and discovering things about yourself, then now you can provide more value to a, maybe even a, a different audience uh, or demographic than you thought you were. So that's actually, you know, you just mentioned my rebrand. That's where I am right now. I'm realizing, oh, oh, 
okay, like I'm supposed to be at this place, um, offering value to this type of person, wherever, where they are in their business and in, uh, in life, uh, so that I can serve in my best, in my best way. And this then means also another leap of faith. Like, can I really charge this amount? Okay. I mean, I don't have to do a bunch of this for, you know, lower um, Mm -hmm. price points. I could literally have a 50, a hundred K client and have 10 of them and be like, now I can fully focus on them because I have done the work to get there. That's exactly. So it's it. this constant and allow yourself to respect the process. Yes. Startup Nation, if you're uh, at that place right now in your business where some of what Elizabeth's saying and what I'm saying sounds so far off for you, like she just mentioned 50 grand clients, right? 100 grand clients, um, maybe 5,000 dollar coaching package seems like I could never charge that. And I know some of you, that's your mindset. Absolutely. And I remember in the beginning when I started out, the coach I was working with, I helped me teach me how to do coaching. Um, She's like, what's your ideal coaching package? Like, what's the dream? And I was like, $5,000 coaching package would be like insane. But I didn't truly believe I could sell it. Right. But I worked my way up. And then when I got to 5,000 and just sold one after the other, after the other, I was like, okay, I think I could do more, you know, like mm-hmm. what's the next price point. Right. And then I raised it to that and, uh, you know, pretty much doubled my rates and everything and then validated, validated, validated. Mm-hmm. And now my marketing team is like, dude, you need to five X your rate. And I was like five X my rate. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're like, you could totally get it. And we're going to yeah. market you out to this level of person now. And I was just like, okay, God, like God wants to increase his sons and daughters mm-hmm. when we are following his commands when we are loving him and loving others, God wants to increase you and multiply you. If you're not doing those things, you're on your own. You're, you're relying on self. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a, a really difficult journey. Elizabeth, mm-hmm. what's your second and third, um, and third way to make the 100K the monetizing, like tactical, practical? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Terms of, I was, gonna, it was, I was gonna go back to more mindset, but it really um, another thing that would help you is to do some focus groups. Um, I know that I did that with my products. Um, every time I come out with a new product and I have an idea and I, and I'm not putting it out there to say, do you like this or not? It's more like, I know that this is going to bring value, but what can I do to make it better? Or what am I missing? What are my blind spots? So bring in your mentors, bring in some ideal clients or like the, the type of ideal client. They may be not your client, but someone that you could bring in that could give you perspective and say, okay, this is what I'm thinking about offering in terms of a package. If you are a coach, for example, uh, and, um, what other things do you see in me that maybe I've forgotten that I need to put into this things like that so that you can then create that, that package that will then be of best service. Uh, so there's that there is also developing a team. Like it's so easy, especially when you're in those first few years to think, well, I need to do it all myself because I know how to do it best for myself and I don't have the money to pay a team. Uh, but really it really, it, it helps so much when you have other people doing the things that aren't really in your zone of genius. So that you can focus in on that, get your messaging out, connect with the right people and expand. So I would say focus groups to really continue to um, hone and better yourself to put that product out there that will best benefit, but then also expand that team. And it is, and I've said this a couple of times, it is a leap of faith because you're like, but if I don't have the money to pay them, like how, how do I do this? So hire some money, hire a VA for an hour a week, you know, 25, 50 bucks, whatever that might be. And so that way, at least someone else is doing something and you can start getting yourself organized enough to delegate. And that will really help you expand as well. 
because that's been a big challenge for me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Startup Nation, make sure you're delegating this out. Uh, just know, even if uh, Elizabeth and I are a few exits past you in your your journey right now, just know that we're doing it too right now. Oh, yeah. I know I, I just completed, uh, you know, my book, it's going to be a mega best-selling book. And it's like, uh, I like how you there... just said that you spoke it into existence. Oh, absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah. I already know we're going to sell millions of copies and yes. it's not just semantics. Right. So yeah. that being said, I'm sitting there this past week, literally this week, and I'm, I'm playing with the formatting, you know, and everything like that. And I'm like, why am I doing this? This is, I, I I'm terrible at it. That's the first part. I'm not skilled in this area. And it causes frustration. It's tedious. It's mundane. I don't enjoy it. So I just went on Fiverr, you know, and I was just like, all right, book editing, book form editing. And man, there's a hundred plus. And I was just like, all right, here we go. Send it, you know, and it's like a couple hundred bucks. And what's my time worth, you know? And it's just like, it's so much easier just to delegate things mm-hmm. out. So, so um, let me let me interject yes. something there real quick. Think about what you desire to make this year, and then decide how many hours, how many days a week do you want to work, and how many hours a week do you want to work, and then divide that number, that big number, by the the hours you want to work in the year, and that is your hourly rate. And step into that, whatever that means. Become that person who generates that type of income. And so when you sit down and you look at okay, let me format this post. Is this really what I need to be spending my time on? Is this, is this really that, whatever that number is for you, is this that type of income generating um, activity? No, okay, let me delegate that. Even if it's to your kids, like with our products, I have our kids do the packaging and the labeling and you know, it's like, it's a fun thing to do, but like, Get, you know, get, get your family involved, have other people be a part of whatever movement you're creating. It'll so, help good. You. so good. All right. We're speaking with Elizabeth. Elizabeth, say your last name, girl. Demarize, like more rice on my plate. <laughs> you just want more of this person. Don't you start up nation? Absolutely. She's fabulous. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going okay. to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Oh, Don't overthink okay. it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Yes. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur and having all this stuff to do? Yes, it is a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> but uh, my favorite part really is being able to create something that will make an impact or things that will make an impact and seeing where um, I can make the most impact through curiosity. It's just, awesome. it, I'm a creator and it's, it's a great way to do them. I get that. What's your mm-hmm. least favorite thing? Um, waiting, waiting for the harvest. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get impatient and, I, and it's it really, like I mentioned before, honor the process. You know why and we hate process- waiting for the harvest, Elizabeth? Because we're little control freaks. And exactly. that's the part we can't control. We have to surrender. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. What do you I don't mo- like to. I know. What are you most afraid of? Mm. Uh, people not liking what I put out there. That is just a it. dud. A dud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Mm-hmm. Mm. I would say PTSD from all that's happened this last year and our, you know, health, health wise, we're blessed that none of us got sick, but just the, all the tumultuousness of this last year and a little bit, uh, it's just, it, it's kind of a, I'm a little bit still in shell shock and I feel like I'm just starting to emerge again. I'm like, Oh, I'm back. I'm coming back. So I would say that. 
What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Watching the news. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Cause exactly. and effect. Hello. <laughs> What's secret- and listening to too many people's, I wouldn't say opinions about me or whatever, but just opinions about all that's happening. And it's yeah. just, stop it. Yes. What secret fear do you have about people? What secret fear do I have about people? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In relation disapp- to you. In right? relation to me, that I will disappoint them. Yeah, I get that. And I will disappoint. And that goes with the dud. Exactly. Exactly. It's like dud. everything I, if I go back, I'm like, oh, it's about disappointing. Yeah, I get that. Uh, what do you wish you had learned sooner in business? That it doesn't have to be so hard. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> you know, for all those guys you see online, we won't mention their names that are, you know, just celebrity online pers- personas. And they all talk about, you got to work 18 hour days, just suck it up. It's hustle and grind. Yeah. I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, for them, that's the life they're choosing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've heard them say comments like my wife understands I'm, she's not going to see me for 18 hours today. That's what she signed up for. And I'm like, bro, you're going to be a statistic on mm-hmm. your deathbed dying with regret. Yep. Wishing, looking back on all the relationships, your kids are going to be bitter. Your wife is probably not even going to be there. You'll be divorced maybe. And I'm not wishing bad on people. I'm just saying, man, if your priority is work and money and hustle and grind, you're missing out on life. So I really like what you said there. What is a new habit you want to create? The delegating more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's a bad habit you want to break? I have not moved very much in the last year. And as a dancer, fitness person, I need to move again. Like I need to get that habit going again. Yes, for sure. Uh, pick three words to describe who you are now. Driven, uh, empowering, and heart-centered. Yeah, got it. And pick three words to describe who you are bef- uh, your first year in this business. Mm. Driven. Uh, I would say confused. I was still looking for what is, I know I'm supposed to serve and impact, but what is it? What is the vehicle to do so? Yeah. And I was a lot in fear. Yeah. I get that. And last question. I guess that's the word to describe most fearful. Got it. Last question. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your husband, your kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything. What would you say to them? Trust, trust the process, trust yourself and above all trust God. Awesome. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first $100,000 this Mm -hmm. year? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I know for myself and many of my clients, they suffer from perfectionism. They say, I'm a perfectionist. And, you know, it's about, I, I, you know, I, I want to be excellent. But at the same time, being a perfectionist stops you often from taking action. It has to be perfect before you put it out there. And I recently heard uh, from possibly one of these, these people that you were just speaking of, but they also have, they have a lot of value to bring, you know. They said, what if you were to uh, replace perfectionist with coward? Instead of saying, I am a perfectionist, you say, I am a coward because you, you're using that to not take action. That's right. And when I say that to myself, I'm like, ooh, okay, yeah. No, I don't want to be that. <laughs> so don't be that. Live in, live in your genius zone. Really find what that is. Take courage and take that next best step right here. And my amazing things will start happening for you. And will continue to happen, not just to your first hundred. 
as great advice. I think sometimes we use perfectionism as a badge of an honor. Totally. Like, look at me. I'm such a hard worker. I got to yeah. get it right. Cause obviously I care so mm -hmm. much about people. I can't put anything imperfect out there right. and startup nation. I'm going to make up a word for you, but stop being a perfectionist, start being a progressionist, yeah. like progress, go for progress, exactly. right? Like what, just get a little better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Take that action, get a little better the next day. Take that action, get a little better. Just keep doing that before you know it, you're going to be delivering excellence to your people. You exactly. will. That's mm -hmm. the journey. All mm -hmm. right. And Elizabeth, uh, what is the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? I know you got your glam kit, you yes. got products, you got coaching. What do you got for Startup Nation? I would say go to elizabethdemorice.com and where that's where you'll find the products that you just mentioned. It's the lighting, the sound, the framing, all of that and amazing kits. Uh, but also there is a link to get to my Facebook group as well as my Instagram, a way you can email me and message me. I would say that was, that's the best place to, to find me and to start a conversation. All right, Elizabeth, thank you for being on your first 100 K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time today. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids, we lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we wanna work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't wanna talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you wanna permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.